Gonna Go Pizza presents SCP. The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wilde. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Do you watch Game of Thrones? Sure, I'm waiting for Adam to start the show. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Where's... Go ahead, Adam. Oh, he's not here. Where? Where's Adam? Oh, it's okay. I'll let our guest talk. Oh, it's just us. What? Okay. No, no Fisher? On the Steve Dangle podcast today, Jesse Blake and I, Steve Dangle, become friends. Because <laughs> apparently we're not. We're not. We're not ever going to be. But but I like you, though. See, feelings aren't mutual. Wow. <laughs> you swiped like left sh- on our friendship? <laughs> I shouldn't go full Stephen A on our friendship. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah? You think we're friends? Oh, Listen. Our friendship is not MVP caliber. <laughs> that Michael Jordan would have never been friends with Steve Tackle. You do not want to make an enemy out of me, Steve. Oh, see, I don't know. If, are we enemies, though? No, no, no. no. Okay, that's good. We're, we're acquaintances oh. who record a podcast together. That breaks my heart, <laughs> That's man. so rude. That I'm sorry. Rude. I'm sorry. That's... I apologize. Talk to me about Game of Thrones, Jesse. So Game of Thrones, last Sunday. Yes. Or previous Sunday before that. Are we going to spoil? I don't want amazing episode stabbing me in the neck. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert! I'm not going to spoil it. Okay, good. Steve, do you watch it? No. Why? And I'm a social outcast. You know why? Because I don't like falling behind in shows. And how long is every episode of Game of Thrones? An hour. Get out of my face! And it's every <laughs> week. Every well, there's only ten episodes. Come on, man! That's ten hours of my life. You you sit down and you watch three hours of hockey for one Leafs game. Yeah, how many? Four times a week? Sometimes I guess that's you true. can't spend one hour on a television show that's really compelling. That's as compelling as the Leafs were last season. What sucks is Game of Thrones looks exactly like the kind of show I would love, but I have this weird natural rejection in me of everything. That people tell me unanimously across the board, oh, this is great. I feel the exact same way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Game of Thrones is the best show on TV. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it? Um, what was that movie with the um, the superhero who's kind of like badass? Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, Deadpool. I can't watch it. I can't go sit down in a the theater and watch Deadpool. I'm going to make a lot of people really upset. I'm going to make a lot of people really upset. I saw Deadpool. It was a very good movie. Glad I paid money for it. It was worth it. How on earth is that like the highest selling movie of all time? How on God's green earth? I'm glad you're saying that. I'm glad you're saying that. It's good. It's good. It's a good movie. It's worth seeing. Okay. But I I don't get it. Everyone who's ever seen it says, oh my God, Deadpool is the greatest thing ever. And I I can't go sit down and watch it now that you said that. And there are the hardcore, if Justin Fisher was here, this would have actually been a really good episode. (laughs) Does he like Deadpool? He likes all comic book characters, and so he counts. Mm-hmm. He gets to be like, here's why Deadpool the best, and Nate as well. Okay. But... Our friend Nate. Yeah. yeah. Everyone else, I'm like, I didn't know there were enough Deadpool fans. How could... I've been on this planet 28 years. Where were all the people talking about Deadpool? Yeah. Where were all I've, the people talking about everybody Deadpool? Everybody hopped on the hype train and is like, Deadpool is this great thing. Everybody go see Deadpool. And I'm like, no, I'm going to sit here and you guys can do your hype thing. I'm actually going to jump into your bandwagon. I'm going to judge you. Yeah. I feel like we're good at judging. I, I feel like that's one of my best skills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's definitely... No, it's definitely one of your best skills. You ever just scroll through Facebook and be like... I can see that person and see that's right a, through you. That's a terrible choice for a profile picture. 
<laughs> how long it take you to take that selfie. Oh yeah. But there's 30 more in your phone. Who that were... took that? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, I can't believe they ended up with that person. Mm-mm. See, that's Mm-mm. dark. That relationship will never last. Oh, that's dark. <laughs> we're getting there. Yeah. We're at that point okay. on Facebook. We're in the same age group. I don't care what you say. Or are we? No, yeah, a little bit. Or am I like a young spry youngster? It's going to happen like, th- how old are you again? 24? 24. Dude, oh, it's going to be so quick. Yeah. So quick. <laughs> you have two years and you're just going to be like that freaking uh, Mr. Krabs meme. We're just oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's gonna be what, you in two what years. happened? At what point does SpongeBob just become the place for every meme? Where, should Worldstar Hip Hop just be called SpongeBob.com? You know <laughs> everything. Well, I guess it's just that Worldstar uh, Vine account. I guess. Or anyway, yeah, the Twitter account does like Worldstar Vines and all that. Anyways, so we're good at judging things. Yeah, should we judge the Leafs <laughs> in free agency? We should. We should start with the free agency. Adam Wild, I like your transition. Yes, thank you. Okay, thanks, man. <laughs> Yay! That was that was my shiny teeth. We're uh, we're kind of friends now. Glinting. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So okay, I made a video about the Matt Martin thing. Yes, made a video. Up at, sorry, up at. Uh, sportsnet.ca. No, you could, no. you should just, I mean, Google the Steve Dangle blog and maybe save that <laughs> and then have a better life as a result. Mm-hmm. So I made something about the Matt Martin thing, made something about the Roman Polak thing. Uh, it was like a le- an 11 and a half minute long video. And I still didn't get out all my feelings about it. I, I still didn't. And Jesse, there's pressure. There's pressure, okay? Uh, as, I guess, like I'm part of the blogosphere. Like, to the core, like, I'll never be totally mainstream accepted, I don't think. You know what I mean? I, I disagree. I think I'm mainstream liked, um, but that doesn't mean I'm fully accepted. Hmm. Like, I think there are a lot of people in the mainstream who wouldn't, who, I don't think there's a lot of people in the mainstream who would be like, that's my peer. Totally. They okay. might say, like, I work with that guy, or I have worked with that guy, but the, I never, I... <sighs> I, that is my peer. You know what I mean? Does, okay. that, does can, that make can sense? We, can we pause there and sure. before we get to Polak and talk about this a little? Sure. <laughs> no, no, no. no I'm but sorry I promise this connects. I promise this connects. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, because I feel like there's pressure in the blogosphere, okay? Mm-hmm. And I've spoken to a lot of people on DMs and they're not brave enough to do it publicly and that's okay because you get a lot of crap when you say certain things publicly, okay? But I feel like it's a bit of a hive mind on there and I'm supposed to hate the Martin and Polak signings. I'm supposed Mm. to, it's my job and I don't love them. They're not good deals, but I've tried, I've tried in my heart and in my head (laughs) to hate them. And I can't guys, I can't because I think there's some logic to them. I think there's actually some validity to it. Okay. And what has been scary about the whole hive mind thing is the Polak deal much more than the Martin deal. The Martin deal, there's actually some concern. What was it? 2.5 or 2.25? I'll pull it up. So it's over $2 million. No, it's 2.5 because it was 10 million bucks. So it was 2.5 for four years. That could go sideways in a number of ways. It can go sideways because of the term. Uh, It's not like the Leafs have a ton of cap room. They're over the cap right now. That obviously will change with the... um, with the LTIR and all that, but the Polak deal has been extra freaky for me because I, we know what's going on, right? Like same thing that happened this year, right? 
Daniel Winnick was traded 129 days ago. <laughs> yeah. Did it take us that? Polak last year was a $2.75 million cap hit. $3.1 million salary. So his salary was even more than his cap hit. <clears throat> and now he's, I think, 2.25. 2.25. That was the confusion. Okay. Which is still too much, right? But he is a veteran, I guess, from right-handed shot. Whatever. It's still too much. I wouldn't pay that for Roman Polak. I still don't think Roman Polak's a great defenseman. I didn't think he was a great defenseman on the Leafs. I didn't think he was a great defenseman on the Sharks because I saw with my own two eyes that he wasn't a good defenseman (laughs) with the Sharks. But Frankie Corrado has 67 games NHL experience as a Leafs right-handed shot, okay? Connor Carrick has even less than that. I think it's 56 games experience. Right-handed shot. Nikita Zaitsev has zero games NHL experience. Those are your three Leaf right-handed shots. Oh, and Justin Hull. Hall, sorry, who they just signed. Former second-round pick of the Chicago Blackhawks. Played in the AHL last year with the Marlins. They needed another right-handed shot. Mm-hmm. Now, you're all going to yell and scream at me, well, what about James Wisniewski? They could have easily... You're right. I'm not disagreeing with you there. I'm just saying this isn't the worst deal possible. This isn't the worst thing that could have happened. Okay. You don't know what James Neal is asking for. Anyway, sorry. So what what are people saying that they don't like about the deal then? If it makes so much sense on the surface, what are the detractors saying? They hate that it's Polak. You know, they hate that he's making over two million bucks and they hate that he's not a great defender because he's not. Mm. He's not. Um, I do know that the Leafs like their disciples, though. They like people who buy in. uh, And I think Polak bought in. That doesn't mean he was great at executing it, but he's a tough guy, a very strong guy, a hardworking guy. And I know that it was a sore spot, at least with the Marlies, that they didn't work hard enough. They were the most talented team in the league, bar none, 114 points in the regular season. Made it all the way to round three, even though they got stomped in round three. But it was a bit of a sore spot that some of them didn't work hard enough. And so the Leafs went out and they got a guy who they know worked hard last season. They were able to convince to come back for less money. Mm-hmm. And then they go out and they get Matt Martin, who's a notoriously tough, notoriously hard-hitting uh, guy. The other thing about free agency that bugs me. Why didn't X team go out and sign X player? Yeah. It's up to the player. Why didn't the Leafs go out and sign James Wisniewski? Maybe James Wisniewski doesn't want to be a Toronto Maple Leaf. Hmm. Why didn't the Habs go out and sign X player? Maybe X player didn't want to sign with the Habs. It was kind of nice of Mark, uh, Mark Bergevin to just come out and straight up say, I we spoke to certain players and they were like, we will not play in Montreal. Yeah. It's kind of nice of them so, to say that. So, four years for Matt Martin. Yes. Too long. I think so. I think everybody's agreeing on that point. I think so. Um, and I'm not sure if I would have preferred Matt Martin for like two years at three, mm-hmm. maybe even more than three, um, or the four and 2.5. I hope it's a Leo Komarov situation. Leo, that was a terrible contract when it was signed. As a fan of Leo Komarov, was, <laughs> hey, Leo Komarov's returning to the lease. Yeah! Uncle Leo! Uncle Leo! $2.9 million for four years. Oh, God! Uh-oh. Oh, dear Jesus. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And it turned out okay. But now you got two. Mm-hmm. This is a career fourth liner as well. It, well, and he's going to be playing the rest of his career with the Leafs. It sounds <laughs> like, no, it, he's, uh, look, his advanced numbers aren't a catastrophe. They're not good, but he's a good shot suppressor. Um, he lays a ton of hits. Yes, the New York Islanders... Um, 
at the Barclays Center, the 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 people who tally the hits there notoriously over tally hits. Really? Yes. Oh, I it's been notorious for years. Okay. As if the the Islanders' fourth line has like led the <laughs> league in hits for like five or six straight years. Yeah. Like, come on. Matt Martin's been like the top five the last couple of years. Cal Clutterbuck. Yeah. And, and I mean, those are guys that are tough and lay a lot of hits. But come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Okay. Okay. But if you can suppress shots in a fourth line role, if you can be tough. If he can protect some of the young guys without being a defensive liability, because like with goons, with guys like, I don't know, Jay Rosehill and Fraser McLaren and Colton North, the criticism was always, yes, I guess, I suppose they are fists. Okay. I, I suppose they could protect Nazem Kadri, but they suck. <laughs> like you could literally just throw a fighter out there, like a UFC fighter, give him skates. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at a guy like Rich Clune, for example, okay? He took his role with the Marlies seriously. He was an offensive contributor, though not a great one. He wasn't too much of a defensive liability. Wasn't a defensive liability at all in most situations. There were a couple times he took penalties he shouldn't have, but he protected the guys. And he pushed them in the weight room. You know, uh, he forced them to work harder. And I know you guys love William Nylander. I love William Nylander too! We all do! I, I know you love... Let's rattle off all the prospects, right? There was an error in the Leafs organization that some of them were a little lackadaisical. They didn't work hard enough. I think this is a bit of a message being sent. I don't love the message. I also don't totally disagree with it. Are we feeling repercussions from the second round loss? Is this all tied into there as well? Well, it was third. Oh, third It was round. almost second. Yeah. Very close. Yeah, because it's the best team in the AHL, and you should. I don't think they should have dropped that series. No. When well, on paper, if you look at it. The Marlies were, they shouldn't have been this good this season. That's for sure. Okay. Um... You know, they're a, they were a very young team, and young teams usually aren't that awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were the third best team in the regular season in AHL history. Uh, <laughs> history! It's just so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Um, but yeah, they got shoved around a little bit. They got shoved around. Um, maybe it's something from that. I would argue that there were multiple reasons. The goaltending wasn't very good. Mm. Um but yeah, a little, not just body strength, not just getting shoved around in the corners or, you know, guys being nasty and players backing down, like mentally, like they let the game get away from them often. Like it, it I would love to know how many times the Marlies allowed a goal and then within two minutes allowed another. Uh, they let the game get away from them. It, it might be that. I don't hate this decision. By the Leafs organization, but I can't bring myself to hate it, and I can't bring myself to love it. Okay, and then are we seeing a, a trend with Lou in that he's going with guys he's familiar with? Because Matt Martin played in the same division with Lou for the last how many years? Interesting, okay. And then he sees him every season, this goon come up, and then now he has the opportunity to go out and sign him. Does he say, hey, I know this guy. I know what he can do. I'm going to bring him here. Same with Polak. Had him last year. I'm going to bring him back. Are we seeing a trend here? That is an interesting thought. That is a very interesting thought. Um, I hadn't thought of that, especially with Martin. Martin, I would have a bit of a hard time believing. Okay. Just because I have a hard time picturing Lou Lamorello <laughs> in the six games per season he sees Matt Martin going, 
I need that one. <laughs> okay. I need okay. that guy on my team. Of all the guys you can watch in the Islanders, I mm-hmm. need that one. Uh, it's entirely possible. With Polak, I mean, you know what's encouraging? I will say this, and this is a, it's connected, but it's a little off topic. There is a bit of an encouraging trend in the Leafs organization, and it seems to be players want to play here, which I don't mm. know if that was always the case. Winnick agreed to come back, which I was a little surprised by, frankly. He agreed to come back, even knowing that he could get traded again, and he did. He got traded to a hell of a team, though, Capitals. Polak agreed to come back, knowing full well he's going to get traded by the— de- But that's another thing. Why are people pretending like Roman Polak won't— uh, uh, won't definitely be traded. He's a bag of them. draft picks. He's a bag of draft picks. He's he's the uh, he's we're milking him for draft picks. <laughs> yeah, draft pick cow. <laughs> new, new nickname Roman Bullock. Draft, draft pick, pick cow. cow. <laughs> I hope that catches That's on. That's definitely oh gonna God. stick. There's a visual. There's a visual. Um, but you know why? Lou. There was a story that came out. I can't remember where, but. Um, he's, he basically had a conversation with Lou Lamorello, like, just trade me to a contender, please. Mm-hmm. He goes to the San Jose Sharks, and they make it all the way to the Stanley Cup final. I would have a good feeling about Lou Lamorello if I was him. Okay, I'll come back. Um, I'll sign a more tradable contract than before, and unless something happens like the P.A. Parento situation where he gets hurt right by the deadline, there is always that concern. He's going to be more draft picks. Is he going to be two seconds again? Probably not. If he's a fourth, yeah, I'll take a fourth. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Um, Clune. Last year, the Leafs signed him in the summer. No, they didn't. The Marley signed him in the summer. Yes. You signed him a Marley's yes. contract. And, okay, hey, man, sign this contract. And if things work out, if spots open up, we'll sign you to an NHL deal. That's exactly what happened. And he had, I think, two or three NHL stints. Mm-hmm. And he even, you know, helped assist on uh, Brendan Leipzig's first career NHL goal. Like, th- there were some nice moments there. He's a free agent again this year. What do they do? They convince him to do the same thing. He's with the Marlies now. I think it's fairly obvious that the same thing is going to happen. Yeah. I don't know if that's been out there or whatever. Um, Colin Smith mm-hmm. was not qualified by the Toronto Maple Leafs. Was not qualified. Um, unrestricted free agent. I think he could have gone to Europe, made a lot of money. Uh, he was drafted in the KHL, and then his draft rights were traded in the KHL in a pretty lucrative deal over there. He's, I think he's wanted in Europe. I think he's coveted. The Leafs convinced him to come back on an AHL-only deal, and I wouldn't be shocked to see them give him an NHL deal. Okay. Like, I, I guess I'm kind of getting away from... How this pertains to Roman Polak, but no, because it's it's there, a, there's it's a, a change. Loyalty. Yeah, it's a change in culture that they've been looking for for the last how many years, how many decades? People actually want to play in Toronto, which is a rare thing. Now, none of those players I mentioned are superstars. Yeah, but it's encouraging. Mm-hmm. It's encouraging. So a lot of people have this doomsday scenario because they the Leafs in in a very short amount of time the Leafs didn't draft people who a lot of people wanted to draft, and then they go out and they get Martin and Polak. I would also argue this. Thank goodness it was only um, Martin and Polak. Look at the money spent around the league. What was the number? Uh, It was over $600 million. Ridiculous. Absolutely bonkers. Which, by the way, is nothing compared to the NBA, which spent $2 billion on their their July 1st, by the way. Is that next, next segment? 
Yeah, uh, yeah, it could be. We can, we can fit it. We still got to get to the rest of free agents. Yeah, how much time do we have in this one? Uh, we got we got like five minutes. If you want to wrap five, it up okay. on the first segment, five yeah. minutes. <sighs> like that's another example, Lucic. Yes, I yeah. too much. He's a guy the Oilers could really use. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll be good right next to McDavid. Right next to McDavid. Right or... next to Pugliarvi on the other side. Sure. Gosh, <laughs> darn, that's a lot of money. Oh, my God. Yes. For Lucic. And he's going to be old by the end of that deal. Like, a lot of guys were signed who are going to be in the twilight of their career at the end of it. Louis Erickson. Mm. I don't know if I truly hate that deal. Six times six million bucks. He's going to be and then another guy who's very old at the end of it. But it's the Canucks. What are you? Again, I'm screaming, what are you? They're going for it. Oh, my God. They're going to try and just have some playoff dates in their arena so their owner can make some playoff money, get that gate in the door, and then don't do anything in the future. You know. I mean, they did exactly what I wanted them to do, which was, if you're going to go for it, friggin' who cares? Just go for it then. Yeah. If Who cares what the cost is to your organization, which is dear? So dear, um, just go for it. If you're so hell bent, and they want another big winger, yeah, they're still they're still fishing for more things. How you gonna How you gonna get that there, Jim? <laughs> how you gonna get that? You could probably use another defenseman, Ham Hughes. How much was left down. How much do you think Jim Benning was pushing to get Lucic in there as well? Heavily, yeah, heavily. Um, which now now my concern is he. Based on that report that he wants another big winger, gladly would have signed Lucic and Eris. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I I just don't know what those teams are. Mm-hmm. Well, mm, the Oilers, I understand why they did it. And at the end of the day, they had a couple day stretch where they left that stretch with Pugliarvi, Lucic, and Larson, and were without Hall. Lucic, Pugliarvi. Larson for Hall. Now I know that's not how you're supposed to look at it, but there a few teams made weird moves where I'm like, you know what? I think they're better now, but they still confused me and kind of screwed up. The Oilers were one. The Montreal Canadiens were another. Well, we we heard last episode. About the Canadians and and PK. (sighs) And there's another team where, you know what? They actually made a few small signings where I'm like, I don't hate those signings. Radulov, I mean, if he has turned a corner, one of the best talents in hockey. Like, Mm -hmm. he's fantastic. Uh, And it's a one-year show-me deal. Yeah, what happened to the reports that he wasn't going to come back? I don't know. Uh, Friedman... Was tweeting about that. He's yeah. like, "Look, I'm sorry." <laughs> really, basically on that. But you know what? With the KHL, the truth uh, doesn't remain the truth for long. Very up, Steve. You're getting paid. Oh, you're not getting paid. <laughs> uh, I remember yeah. that. Um, okay. But uh, he's back with the Habs, and I uh, look at some of the additions they made because they were in a buy mode. They still have Shea Weber, mm-hmm. who is Shea Weber. They don't have Subban, but, you know, I look at Weber, Radulov, a couple of the small signings. I go, you know what? With the addition of Price, too, back from entry, that's a, that could be a playoff team. They were a playoff team with Price last year. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They were, yeah. you know, one of the hottest teams in the league to start the season anyway. So. Um, but still, you traded 
Subban <laughs> for Weber. It's not a good deal. No. It was a very, very, very confusing few days. And there were, like, even some of the middle of the pack guys, like, I don't even remember where they all ended up. I think mm-hmm. Troy Brower went to Calgary. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of money, but I don't hate that deal. Um, just because I feel like they could use a little bit of veteran presence, too. And he's not a bad player. I don't know if he's that expensive of a player, though. Uh, oh, my God. What did Backus get in Boston? Oh, hold on. That One was second. that. That was a lot of money. Jesse's pulling it all up. Uh, there was Bacchus. Six million Ooh. till 2021. How old is Bacchus going to be? 32 right now. He's 32 so, now? <laughs> do that math. They're another team that might as well go for it. 37 when it's over? Oof. Yeah, boss. See, Boston's loading up too. They I might as well. I think they're in the same situation as Vancouver where their owner won't accept a season where they don't get playoff dates. Well, there's that, but also like... Are you? They, I think they had to make a choice. Are we going to trade Chara at the end of his career, or are we just going to run him into the ground? And you know, Bergeron's kind of in his peak mm-hmm. or his prime. Um, Tukarask is in his prime. Even though we're still not a great team, we might we got to find a way to go for it. So what's with getting rid of Lucic? Uh, I guess they maybe too rich for their blood. But then you sign back his. I know. And you give him all I, this money. In that case, uh, you know, Jesse, I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> okay. I don't get it. Don Sweeney is a very confusing general manager. Like yes. Benning, at least we know what he's doing. Like, yeah. Sweeney, he's selling, he's buying, he's, oh, he acquired Martin Jones. Oh, he got rid of Martin Jones. Wow, it was for a first. That's a pretty good haul. Who did he drive with those first? And then there, that's a baffling team. Yeah. Baffling team. Oh, I do have to correct myself. Okay. Uh, I got heated on the PK segment. <laughs> oh, a little. <laughs> a little heated, Steve. I got a little heated. Um, so, did you see somebody timed it? No. There, there's some, somebody on Twitter was like, you went off for, I think it was like seven minutes or something. Without, like, without a breath. Without anybody else getting a word in. Well, the other person in the room. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Um, I was ripping on the Atlantic division, which sucks. Mm. Um, and I called the Sens a clown car. Eh, they have their issues. I'm still not too afraid of them, but I think they could surprise. They'll people. be third after Toronto and Buffalo in a couple years. Ooh, an interesting thought. Yeah, that's possible. That's yeah. possible. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, that's a good do some things. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, Franz Nielsen in Detroit. Yes, was way too much money, and too I knew money. it. I knew it. They freed up all this cap space, and I'm like, this has a bunch of mistakes written all over. Is it. that not the consistent theme throughout all of the deals? A little too much money, maybe one more year too much, and to stick up for those guys, um, to, like those players, mm-hmm. that's the unrestricted free agent price. They're not overpaid. They're paid what an unrestricted free agent makes. You know, the, if you are sought after. Somebody's going to pay too much. Someone's going to pay too much. You know what? I bet you a bunch of teams offered them reasonable contracts. (laughs) And they lost out to the teams that offered too much. That's how free agency works, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, you know what? $20 million over four years is a lot of money. 
tell you what, this team offered me 35, <laughs> and I'm going to go with that. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I'm going to turn down the, oh, the whole boatload of money, take the reasonable deal. I'm take the one that's my value. Totally. You know? Unless, then you start getting into like Steven Stamko's Victor Hedman territory, where they both took haircuts, but are still some of the most highest paid players in the league. Yeah. When when you get up to that territory, then you start seeing like discounts and stuff. Or Brian Campbell, that was another one. Supposedly, the Panthers offered him one year five mil. He went to Chicago for two. Oh wow! Pulled a Tamu Solani, Paul Correa sort of thing. Yeah, taking the discount. Yeah, but uh, with those rare exceptions, because those are the exceptions. If you're a sought after commodity and you're an unrestricted free agent, guess what? You're getting ready to pay me. Mm-hmm. You are. And you will. There's no um, team spending because they thought the salary cap would be a little higher, right? That was, that was it. Was known that level won't change. Nobody's oh yeah. Kinda, okay. No, I I think uh, a lot of teams ditched guys. <laughs> the, the, uh, the other amazing thing is you didn't see teams shy away from spending. Mm-hmm. Um, you just you saw them ditch some players, but in preparation for knowing they can't help themselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're gonna go out and sign other guys <laughs> like the Oilers. We're the Oilers last year, still, and they got Lucic, and now they're like they're a little bit cash, uh, not cash strapped, cap strapped, a little bit. Like there aren't too many teams with a lot of cap space, and the ones that do don't actually have a lot of money. You know, the Coyotes, the Ducks have an internal cap, the Sens have an internal cap. the The biggest anomaly is the Panthers. Yeah, they go out and they sign Demers to a boatload of money, mm-hmm. Reimer. To okay, we never we haven't talked about that. Right? No, no, not at all. Do we have time? Uh, if you want to come back on the next segment, we can. Let's do that. So okay. we'll come back, uh, finishing up NHL free agency, and then I guess we'll get to NBA free agency right yes. after that. Uh, I have questions. Okay, I have questions, and those questions are coming up on Sportsnet five ninety The Fan. This is the Panicle Pizza Steve Dangle Podcast. Rhyme time! Yay! He is a Florida Panther. James, yes. Armour. Odd deal. No, I like that he took the Tyler Bozak deal. What What does that mean? Number 42, Tyler Bozak makes 4.2. James Reimer, number 34, makes 3.4. For ah, the next five years. I like Steve. that. He, you know that's on purpose. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And knowing James Reimer, they're like, all right, James, we'll offer you 3.5. No, no. This is more than enough. I just, I just, this will be cool. This will be super cool. <laughs> this will be cool. Um... That was a very odd deal because okay, it makes sense in that Luongo is supposedly going to miss the first month oh, of the season. Really, uh, surgery? You just got surgery in May. Um, but what about the other four years there? Yeah, so I I guess they're anticipating a decline in Luongo. Do they see this as a goalie tandem from here on out? Um, not quite, but I think they would like to lighten Luongo's workload. You know, he went. Very hard last season, and he performed very well. But as a result, you know, he needs surgery. He's getting a little older. Uh, I don't think 37. this is... 37. He's 37 now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good signing. That's a good signing. That's that's a very good backup plan. And I, th- I like what the Panthers are kind of doing. Because I haven't really looked at their roster hard, but I think they were signing guys like, well, if one of them gets claimed in the... Uh, expansion draft, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. It's entirely possible Reimer gets claimed. Yeah, because you need you need a player from each team, but you, you'd think there are other goalies out there that Las Vegas will want. 
you never know. Like if Flurry doesn't get traded. You never know. Or if he has to be protected or there's too many I I like the Panthers approach to the fantasy draft or maybe I'm completely misreading it. <laughs> but like too many teams are I think if you're in the Leafs position where like all your players are young and you want to protect your young players, that's fine. But I think if players are going to get taken. Yeah. Deal with it. Every team is going to lose one. Like, you can't... At least. Yeah, you can't completely uh, lose your mind and change your whole organization because you're going to lose one guy. Because mm-hmm. everyone's going to lose one guy. Play your cards right, it won't be a, an amazing guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, he seems like a prime candidate for Vegas. Okay. That's I, interesting. Because I was looking at this year's this year, right? The need mm-hmm. for a backup for Luongo. They got one, right? Or, well, not even a backup, a temporary starter. Um, I wonder if they signed him. No, that's a stupid they conspiracy had theory. Yeah, well, see, now they got Luongo, Reimer, and Barra. Because I remember looking at that going, Barra's not that great. Mm. Is he really going to be Luongo's backup? I don't think that's a great idea. So I wonder if they signed this um, knowing they needed a starter for the first month. Reimer's probably going to play a chunk of games this season, and he might get taken. Like I, I think they probably know. Okay. Well, see, I think they could have gone in a different direction. They could have gone with, hey, we'll trade for one of the goalies that are out there and then just build for the future. He's 37, and he's injured. Mm. How long is Luongo going to be there? Maybe we go after Bishop. We have Bishop. That's our future goalie. Luongo's done after this season. It's the Tampa Bay Lightning's goalie, though. Yes, that's true. He's probably not going to go to Florida. That's the thing, Yeah. right? Do you want one of Dallas's goalies? No, no, no. No? Really? No, no you don't want one of Niemi or Lettinen. <laughs> no, I'll take Reimer over either of those guys. Okay. And he's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Would you uh, take Flurry? Yeah, but then you're paying your goalies like... Eleven million dollars or something like that, and it's Flurry and Luongo. Like, I think the Panthers made the right move in net. Okay, they could have okay. gone for a cheaper guy like Enroth or something like that. Mm-hmm. Who I will, he's still a free agent. Uh, yeah, I'm still he's gonna not pound that. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still, I'm on who, the Jonas Enroth train. Who's left? Who needs a goalie? I mean, Dallas still. Mm-hmm. They need to get rid of a goalie and then get a goalie. Um, I don't know. Calgary filled their spots. They got Chad yeah. Johnson and Brian Elliott. Um, trying to think of who Edmondson's backup is. Might just be Laurent Brassois. I that's the problem. I think the ship has kind of sailed. Carolina decided to go with Ward and Lack again, bizarrely. Uh-huh. Tampa's gonna need a goalie when they get rid of Bishop, which sounds like it may actually happen. Oh, Edmondson's going with uh Jonas Gustafson. They signed Jonas Gustafson? Yes. When uh, did that happen? One year eight hundred thousand. Was is this like today? No, I think a few days ago. What? Yeah, he's on their uh, general manager page. How did I completely miss that? There you go. The monster is back in Canada. Whoa. This was on July 1st. Wow, I totally Gustafson, missed that. Gustafson for 800K. There was too much. There was, yeah. there was just too much. It was way too much. Over 100-something signings? Yeah, I, I was yeah. at the gym on July 1st, and I got finished right at noon. Mm. And I was I had to drive home. I'm like, I'm just putting my phone away so I don't, <laughs> I don't crash. Like, There's way too much going on. Um, you were at development camp. Yes, I was. How was that? 
uh, development camp. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it seemed pretty obvious what everyone was there for. Matthews. Matthews Mania. Matthews. Matthews. There were a ton of media because a lot of them only wanted to go to day one, which is in Toronto. The rest of it's in Niagara Falls. Oh. And you could tell the reporters that were going to Niagara Falls because they're like, well, I don't need to wait around for so-and-so, this player, this player, because I'll see them sometime over the next few days. But basically everybody um, was either writing about Matthews no, that's it. <laughs> they, they, they were writing about Matthews. That's it. Um, so I was at one point, actually for like at least half an hour, the only media member still waiting next to the ice for, oh, wow. for interviews because I knew I was only going to do the Toronto date. And my mantra was anybody but Matthews. Anybody but Matthews, anybody but Marner. Um, you know, I just... I don't write as fast as everyone else, man. I don't. <laughs> and I knew we had the podcast today, and I'm like, I don't want to be second uh, or third or ninth or 25th when it comes to Matthews. Yeah. So I'll write about someone else. So uh, look for articles on Travis Dermott, Leafs mm-hmm. defensive prospect. He's been in the organization for a little bit now. Uh, he was drafted last year. Oh, okay. Not that Se- Second round. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and he was very nice to talk to. And Joseph Wool, mm. who is a goalie prospect. See, all the forwards went first. Yes. And of course, Matthews is a forward. Marner's a forward. A uh, few people wrote about Jeremy Bracco. There was Adam Brooks. And like uh, there were a lot of uh, exciting prospects. Then the defensemen came on. And people just kind of went, nah, we're going to go right. Oh. <laughs> so I'm standing down there like, well, I could just wait for these guys then. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's that's so weird. I don't know why more people wouldn't take the strategy you did and be like, hey, everybody has this Matthews take. Let me get these other guys. So I get emails on Sportsnet's uh, traffic, mm-hmm. website traffic. Oh, um, I think the sign was gone. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I, I used to think the um, writing about big names thing just because they're big names was, was BS. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, after the first two days, less than 48 hours actually, of uh, Berkshire posting that article he wrote, the Subban trade might be the worst in the Habs history. Less than 48 hours after he wrote that, that article had enough page views that if each page view was a person, it would have been a top 15 city in Canada. Holy crap. <laughs> and he doesn't get those emails, so I told him, and he was like, what? <laughs> wow. He, the traffic that article got was like five times what I would expect. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. And that's because you're writing about the biggest thing at the moment, and it's a passionate, well-written article. Yeah, and I'm also, I'm very picky. Like, I'm... What other angle on Matthews are we possibly going to take? There are so many, and I just I didn't feel like it. Travis Dermott will probably be an interesting prospect for the organization, and Joseph Wool uh, we're not going to see until like next year's development camp because he's <laughs> going to go to school. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we talked about that. So I will write about that uh, little interesting story, little teaser. Okay. So um, Leafs draft Joseph Wool. I can't. I think fourth round, and the Leafs throw a huge party. Uh, it was a big party at the draft, and it was supposed to be for all their draftees, oh. their family, their friends. It's like a Playboy Mansion kind of thing. It sounded like a very big party. <laughs> and they had 11 draft picks. You know how many draft picks uh, they had that were actually at the draft in Buffalo out of the 11? Uh, th- three. 
two. <sighs> Matthews, Wool, end of list. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, damn. So I'm like, was there a lot of leftover food? He's like, yeah, it was like a wedding. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, development camp, whatever. You get to see the players skate. Yeah. It was... Nothing mo- Nothing really interesting. It was mostly a here's the facilities thing. Mm. Um We'll get some video of you that we can analyze for the development camp, which really starts in Niagara today. Yeah. That was all. Uh, Matthews, they roomed him with Timoshov, I think. That's what uh, people were saying. Yes, yes. His uh, teammate is Dimitro Timoshov, who's apparently starting with the Marlies. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that was a, a given. I and didn't know that either. There are actually a lot of players at the Leafs development camp right now who don't know. where they're, They don't know if they're going back to junior or playing with the Marlies. Marner being one of them. Mar- well, Marner is junior or the Leafs. Or NHL, yes. So he was a really interesting one. He's 163 pounds, Mitch Marner. He, that was the quote that's been going around. He wants to put on a couple pounds because I think he needs to. Well, I mean, my God, his <laughs> to goal play in the NHL. is to be 170 by camp. That's his goal. That's not even what he currently is. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're good, you're good. Um, but Goudreau is like 150 something, right? Oh, at maximum, maximum. Yeah. That's the other thing with Marner. I look at that and I go, oh my goodness. And then I think, well, okay, most of the league's small players are dirty, dirty liars. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how often I'll like stand next to an NHL player and I'll go, yeah, really? I can see right over your head. I can, yeah, yeah. you're a dirty liar. Mm-hmm. See, for me, uh, things are kind of thrown off because I'm taller than most people. That is different So if for I you. stand next to most people, I say, hmm, I can see right over your head. It doesn't help <laughs> that uh, like all the Leafs PR people, they have like four of them. They're all like, I think the shortest one is like 6'3". <laughs> okay, so, Seriously, uh, yeah. the, the guy for the Marlies is like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, and he stands next to stands next to Marner, standing and you're next like, to Mark Arcabello. Who is it? Was this child standing next? To, yeah, yeah. So it's it, okay. development camp, not too exciting. But I did get to see Matthews in a Leafs jersey skating around with the 64, 63? wearing sixty three, and Marner. Uh, yeah, so Matthews was wearing sixty three instead of thirty four. Marner was wearing eighty four instead of ninety three. Mm-hmm. Bracco was wearing sixty, which I which can't be his number because. No one wears 60 except for like Jose Teodor. Um, yeah, I guess on one hand, you could assign Matthews 34, release the Leafs jerseys now, and make several million dollars. <laughs> A couple. Literally the highest selling jersey in the league probably this season. Um, but I guess the organizational mantra is none of those players have made the NHL yet. I don't think any of them have even played an NHL game. Uh, Matthews doesn't have a contract. Matthews doesn't have a contract. Marner does, but he hasn't played an NHL game. Uh, a, a small handful of them have played any AHL mm-hmm. games. Um, I get it. Yeah. I disagree because making money is awesome, but I get it. And people are saying, oh, Line signed, Pugliarvi signed. Matthews should be signed, but, you know... It, they have the whole summer. It doesn't matter. Just leave it. Just yeah. leave it alone. It's not an issue. There was um, a big thing on uh, General Fanager tweeted it. It was um, it was um, so entry level contracts are bonus laden, right? Yes. Um, the maximum entry level deal, which I assume is what Matthews will get, is nine hundred twenty five thousand dollars. But the cap hit because of bonuses is like three point seven five. 
Yeah, Chris Johnston wrote an interesting article, and you broke down those cap details, actually. It's up on sportsnet.ca. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So what General Fanager tweeted about it was only two players in like the last decade or something who were top four picks didn't get their Schedule B bonuses, which are, I don't know, certain bonuses. I'm, I'm sure it adds Schedule up to- B bonuses go. are given for league-wide excellence, such as trophy nominations or finishing among the scoring leaders, making them extremely tough to hit. Supposedly two players haven't hit them. Mm-hmm. Adam Larson, Lou Lamorello draft pick in New Jersey, uh, Mitch Marner, not a Lou Lamorello draft pick, but he's with Toronto under Lou Lamorello right now. So, is Matthews going to get his bonuses? I mean, it's Lou. No. You know? <laughs> it's Lou. Yeah. Like, no. no He'll but find a way. It'll be the first time ever. Is that a since, first overall pick? Since um, it's been 12 years, I think 11 or 12 years since they've had these bonuses in, and all 11 have had max bonuses. Yeah, because the first overall tick tends to be uh, uh, pick tends to be pretty good. You know? <laughs> I don't I think he'll end up getting it. Maybe that's the hold up is they have to convince him, look, man, mm-hmm. this is the one time you gotta <laughs> Yeah, and the holdover is because if they don't schedule in the bonuses in the cap, they could have some overages for next season. Yes. So, the Leafs are in a very interesting cap situation, which a yeah. lot of people oh, that was another part of my Polak rant. So many people are worried about the cap situation. It's July fourth. Mm-hmm chill <laughs> yeah give it a second there's gonna be a lot happening between now and the beginning of the season we're four days past when free agency opened who's looking at the Leafs roster right now and going done <laughs> it's line combinations done start done. forming them yeah yep good got it loophole good. first line absolutely yeah I mean yeah <laughs> no. based on money yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no uh there's a lot going on look I'm concerned uh, really? <laughs> you ever you ever sit in the passenger seat and you see your friend start to careen into another lane? <laughs> and you're like, he's driving. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, they got it. I'm going to be polite. And it's not until the very last minute you go, oh my God. <laughs> right now, I'm trusting them to get back into their lane. They're fine. Okay. They're, I don't know. Maybe they were looking at, uh, I don't know, they saw a sign that they liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you often see signs that you like dude I drive hungry a lot I mean imagine you see this gorgeous panicle pizza sign Mm. and you're just like that sounds pretty good and all of a sudden you're in oncoming traffic (laughs) okay so you need to fix that or Iggy's like screaming in the back and you're like kind of drifting because you're trying to deal with Iggy and you're like calm down Iggy for some reason I was picturing Iggy screaming like an angry 8 year old (laughs) yeah <laughs> My DS is out of batteries, or whatever kids play. This How often do you talk to your dog like it's a human? Um, what I was talking to the dog is a daily occurrence <laughs> in our house, and it's me and it's her. It's uh, it's never only one of us. Okay, okay. yeah, we're brutal. Okay, um, do we move on to Senor Durant? Yes, if you'd like, because I'm very, I'm very excited. Okay, okay. What are your thoughts? Kevin Durant signs with the Golden State Warriors, who were the best regular season team in the history of the National Basketball Association. And they missed the championship by four points. Yes. And they added one of the greatest pure scorers to ever play basketball (laughs) to their historically great lineup. Now... Let me throw this out there because I don't know a lot about basketball. Okay. Okay. Um, they were talking about uh, what was the the Knicks rumor? It was Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. 
Joachim who Noah went to Atlanta. and Derek Rose, right? Yes, they got Derek Rose. Yes, and they got Joachim Noah. That's right. And then Dwight Howard went to Atlanta. Oh, so we didn't end up okay. No. So Faisal Kamisa, who we were going to have in the show, we will at some point. He was on with Jeff Blair, and they were talking about the Howard rumor, and he's like, "There's only one basketball on the court, right?" So with the Warriors, there's only one basketball. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like you add Kevin Durant and there's an extra thirty something points per game. Yeah, there's only one basketball, right? Yeah, this was this was the thing everybody says. Who who if there's ten seconds left in the game, who takes the shot? Whoever's does, the most does open. Kevin Durant pass to Steph Curry. Do you does Steve Kerr drop a play so Kevin Durant's passing the ball to Steph Curry, and then do you have Kevin Durant who's an MVP? Happy that he's passing the ball to, to another st- MVP. Is that okay? There's one basketball. Who wants the 30 points? Who wants to average the 30, 10, and 8? Who wants the ring? Who wants the ring? Like, I think you don't sign with Golden State Warriors because they can pay you the most. No. Did, did he, they pay him? He the most? didn't take. No, the most money he could make was re signing in OKC because you get a Larry Bird deal. Well, there you go. Yeah. So I think he's going in with an understanding. Mm hmm. You know, he's, go- he's going in, like, uh, could this team beat the LeBron James Miami Heat like, from a few years ago? Probably, well, right? I, th- I think this year's Cleveland Cavaliers could have beat the LeBron James Miami oh, Heat. Oh, snap. Because this year's Cleveland Cavaliers beat the best team ever. That's true. So Making this year's Cleveland Cav- Cavaliers the best team ever. There you go. Uh, you know, done. <laughs> uh, I had one basketball tweet yesterday. Did you? Where I can't remember if it was Stephen A. Smith or Skip Bayless because they're basically the same person. <laughs> um, but they were like, Michael Jordan would have never left his team for a superstar team. And I'm like, Michael Jordan left basketball <laughs> to go play baseball. <laughs> like, that was ridiculous. And I, I still had a few people tweeting like, well, you know, he just wanted to challenge himself. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> he left after he won three rings. Um, what are your thoughts on people saying Kevin Durant's just going to chase the ring and he shouldn't be allowed to do this and he's going to form a superstar team? Like they, all the hate LeBron received when he went to Miami, now all the hate's going to Kevin Durant. History just happens over and over and over again. The world is one giant stage and the only play is Groundhog Day. <laughs> That's, which is a play now. Is it? It's a play now. Is it on Broadway? No, I made it up in my head. Oh, well, but, fine. Uh, it's amazing how we just recycle things every few years. Mm-hmm. Every few years. Like, and the fans are doing the same things. They're burning their jerseys. I saw some fans shooting their jerseys <laughs> with like semi-automatic guns. Who gave guns. that person a gun? America. America. <laughs> Happy America Day to all of you, by the way. Holy yesterday, yes. You maniacs. Uh, oh, was it yesterday? Yeah, July 4th yesterday. Oh, so sorry. Today's July 5th. I've been yes. screaming it's July 4th all You episode. did it a couple times, though. Sorry, the drive-in <laughs> flustered me. But, um, I mean, he's going to win a ring. Mm-hmm. Someone tried to beat him. Okay. Um, I mean, did anyone think that the Warriors were going to be beaten this year? No. No. And they were. So, the exciting thing... It's funny. Basketball is really making me rethink this whole parody thing. Because I will watch... Warriors games if they're just on TV to see if someone beats them. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the most, if not the most iconic wins in Raptors history was a meaningless regular season game where they beat the Michael Jordan Bulls in in the Rogers Center in front of forty thousand people because no one expected them. To. No, that's it. 
That's it. Yeah. Um, my argument is always, what, what do you remember in sports? You remember the champions. You remember the dynasties. The most interesting thing in the, in the National Football League is the New England Patriots. Because they're the biggest, they've had a dynasty for the last 15 years, and nobody can do that. You need to be next level to finish second and be remembered. And there's only two that I think we're ever going to remember. And one's in recent memory, so we might, for, we might forget it. One, the Patriots team who lost to the Giants yep. because they weren't supposed to. Two, this year's um, Warriors losing to the Cavs mm-hmm. because of the 3-1 because of the record, because of a lot of things. Because uh, of 3-1 versus Golden State in the Western Conference Finals, everything. Like, the Leafs coming back and winning four straight to win the Stanley Cup in 1942, I'm not even sure who they beat to do that. <laughs> I think it was Detroit. Uh, one, of, it, one of four other teams, right? <laughs> one of five other teams. <laughs> five other teams, yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> During the middle of the Second World War. Like, <laughs> yeah. Way back when. Um, what, what, do you, what do you know about baseball? The evil bad Yankees. And the, that one time the Marlins beat them. <laughs> you know? Uh, it's, uh, yeah. I've, I've, never, I've never understood the argument for parody in sports. Uh, because dynasties drive rev- revenue. That's, I understood you watch, it. People tune into games. like you're, not, you're a casual basketball fan. Yeah. You'll ter- tune into a game as Steph Curry's going off on the, what, the greatest regular season team of NBA history. I think I'm... I th- I'm going to come up with a term. I'm an elevated casual fan. Yeah. Like, because I watched the Raptors run, and then I kept watching. Mm-hmm. Like, d- does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You're I was a, really you're, invested you're a in deep that. sports fan, right? That's true, too. Yeah. That's true, too. I always look at things where in sports where I'm like, if I'm not interested, this, this thing's in trouble. Because, like... Mm-hmm. I'm top 1% of sports fans, I think. <laughs> yeah. Like, when it comes to obsession, I'm not good at anything else. So. <laughs> no, you made your life around it, so yeah. it's going pretty well for you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Thank good, uh, goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember the champions. And mm-hmm. one of the best things about the Miami Heat a few years ago was watching other teams try to beat them. Not one. A few of them did. Not two. Not, not three. three. Not four. Not five, but six. Dynasty. Dynasty. They got. They went to what's LeBron at? Six straight finals. Uh, I believe so. Is it consecutive? Conse- six straight consecutive so was finals. It, was it Cavs? Heat. 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 Cavs. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's, it's stupid. And he's only won three of them. It's stupid. And oh then he went God. to one in the, early in his career with Shaq and no one with the Cavs. And he lost there and he got swept. Wait, so he's been to seven? Yeah, he's been to seven. <laughs> and he's, he's three and four, I think, I believe. That's so, disgusting. Still a losing record in the final. Like, every, if you go back, every NBA, cha- NBA final has featured LeBron James. You know? And that's what we'll remember. Exactly. And so, it's, we remember MJ. You remember MJ? Dude, MJ was so good, we remember the players who played with MJ. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't know Dennis Rodman at this point. Like, uh, Dennis Rodman, <laughs> Scottie Pippen, Steve I believe, Kerr. Steve Kerr, Tony Kukoc? Was, was he a bull is that, is that for a while? Yeah, yeah. Or am I thinking of someone else? No, I think you got that. Yeah. I, I, I think those are the names we know. Like, that's disgusting. Them. Yeah. That's disgusting. <laughs> that's when I was, like, at my neighbor's house playing, like, NBA 2K, made my own creative character. My buddy would never play me because he thought it was funny. He was older. <laughs> like, 
uh, it's just I I can't hate the guy because he took less money, and it's a business. It's a business. These teams will trade you like you're nothing. Yeah. I think it was I think it was Deadspin today. They wrote an article about it and they said replace all the all the team every every time somebody writes team in an article with workplace. Mm. And just think about your job. If you got offered a better job at a better company, a company that was making more money, a company that was winning winning in terms of teams, winning more, and they said, hey, come work for us, and you'll have more fun here, and you'll be more successful in your career. Would you not take that job immediately? No, because I'm unhappy at my job, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put a bunch of gasoline on this jersey, <laughs> take it to the lake, and shoot it with all my friends. Exactly. By the way, you can afford guns. <laughs> so It was, oh, the way they're treating him in Oklahoma. You can't uh, hate on Kevin Durant uh, for... Friggin', you know what I mean. Okay, so yeah. yeah okay, you, can, so you can't hate on him for going to a better place and wa- wanting to win. No. That's the point of it. But here's the thing, Jesse. Yes, you absolutely can. <laughs> a lot of people do. Yeah. A lot it's of people sports. do. Um, but getting, well, including Durant, but okay. when contract offers are made in basketball, does the Dr. Evil music just play after every number is said? <laughs> okay, what? How do, ba- what's the cap hit in basketball right now? Like the, the cap number? Yeah. I think it's 92 million. Didn't it go up by like sixteen million or something? Yeah, it went it up, I think thirty percent. And next year, in one year, yes. And next, because they signed a massive new TV deal, and then there's a whole bunch of new revenue sharing. And then, like the LA Clippers sold to after Donald Sterling drama, they sold for two billion dollars. Oh my! Did you? God, that's two Leafs exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so oh the God. money in the NBA is ridiculous. And next year, the cap's going up. Again. Again to I think 130 of their projecting. Oh so you're gonna you're just getting dumb money. Bismack Biombo. <laughs> A man who should not be making the money he makes. Is making <laughs> let me think about this. He's making, I think, about nine million dollars more per year than Sidney Crosby. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. If I think if you tack on Sidney Crosby's endorsements, it still wouldn't add up to Biombo's salary in Orlando. Or who are the other big guys? That was the, that was the scary thing for me when players whose names I didn't even really recognize started um, getting like fifteen million plus. Mozgov, who I've on, heard of, and that's it. On the Cavs, who played a total of sixteen minutes in the entire NBA Finals <laughs> on a team that won the championship, he averaged six points in the regular season. That's pretty good. I think he's making seventy million dollars. That's so ridiculous. So, is this because basketball's doing so awesome, or because they're definitely going into a lockout? I I don't think I don't think they're going to go into a. I think there's a lot of money running around in basketball, and I think the American sports market is just so much greater than what the NHL is doing. Like if you look at the NFL, if you look at M- if you look so. at baseball. There are guys, Miguel Cabrera's total contract, he could buy one third of the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. His contract's like $300 million, and I think the team's worth $900 million. Wow. (laughs) So if you you look at the money in American sports, it's getting a little absurd. This is the bubble. I don't know if it's ever going to burst because live sports is such such a great revenue generator, but there's a lot of money in there right now. Well, I think it's starting to get to the point where you can't go to a sporting event. 
You think so? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I re- it was so funny when um, like listening to Pittsburgh Penguins fans talk when I was there, just talking about going to the Stanley Cup final. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing. If the Leafs made it to the <sighs> final, that's not a conversation that would be had. It'd no. be like, hey, did you fu- did you find a way to get tickets? Mm-hmm. And the answer would probably be no. Um, even here for the Raptors games, the Raptors games were absurd for the for the nosebleed. Yeah, the, the camera bed. We got to wrap it up here on the fan, actually. Oh shoot! We, we can come back after after we leave the fan and talk a bit about this a little more if you okay. want. Okay, are we are we done? Yeah, yeah. Done, we're done? we're a little over time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, okay. Tell you what, if you are listening on the radio, if you are someone who discovered the show on the radio, and I think you're in the minority, but if you're someone who discovered the show on the radio. Check us out, sportsnet.ca on the Steve Dangle blog. Uh, my name is Steve Dangle. I've been talking to Jesse Blake this entire time. Our, our good buddy Adam Wilde is in Europe getting engaged and stuff. And uh, we'll see you later. We've been brought to you by Panicle Pizza. It's what's on the inside that counts. Holy fuck! People are making money! <laughs> you know, you couldn't, you couldn't get a Raptors ticket. This playoff run. It's yeah. So yeah, to finish that thought, yeah. like, just hearing fans casually talk about going to a playoff game—not just a playoff game, a final mm-hmm. game—I'm like, oh, that's you live somewhere different. Uh, yeah, you don't you don't realize how neat this is. <laughs> um, if you don't mind me asking, yes, or if Mike Darnay doesn't mind me asking, how much was your ticket down in Pittsburgh? Oh well, I didn't I didn't pay for it, but I think <laughs> it was around the two hundred dollar range. Okay, which are like platinums in the regular season when the Leafs play like the. Blue Jackets. No offense, Blue Jackets. A ticket, okay, I assume they'll open up standing room tickets once the Leafs make playoffs, because they did that for the Raptors. Dude, they did that for the Marlies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is a Stanley Cup final game with the Leafs and Kings, let's say, going to cost for standing room? Let me tell you. <laughs> you're paying 30 bucks to stand in Maple Leaf Square and watch on the screen. Okay? That's outside. That's outside the fucking building. <laughs> Probably, I I bet MLSU would be like, no, we would never charge for that. My foot! There are 30,000 people trying to watch the thing on the screen outside. Mm-hmm. You're charging. Mm-hmm. At some point, you're charging. To sit in the nosebleeds that are like a color I don't even know, like purple or something... <laughs> Uh, like obstructed view, you might get for two hundred. You, th- you think? Like you think that much or that little? That little? Oh yeah, no, that's obstructed view. Uh, Everything dude, else, I think. For uh, some, no, you're right. You know, somebody right. to say I'm in the building for the Leaf Stanley Cup final game. Minimum five hundred bucks. Five hundred bucks. Because like I would consider dropping two hundred just to be like I was there, but. I think there's a lot of people who would say, yeah, I'll drop 200 and that lot of people is going to drive that price up. Would I drop a mortgage payment? <laughs> would I? Because <laughs> like, it's one mortgage payment. That mortgage is still going to be there after the cup final's done. Ah, my God. Yeah. How, how much would you pay? Do you have a limit? Would you pay $1,000? It's complicated for me because, well, okay. One, I work for a sports outlet Mm -hmm. so i would try to get credentials but that would be the most attended (laughs) cup final ever in terms of coverage um so odds are i'm so far down the sports and i totem pole i wouldn't get it 
You never know. The ad pay grant. Really? Bad Mr. I don't pay for anything <laughs> in my entire yeah, life. And now I'm using those savings <laughs> to buy a ticket to the Stanley Cup final. That's All of those doing. Nike shirts, they're going to pay off. There you go. There you go. Maybe I could even Kijiji some of them. Steve Dangle is sweating <laughs> these shirts. Uh, so that, that you know that becomes $2,000 when you take Mrs. Dangle. Oh, how's she getting in? <laughs> how's she getting in? Your money, Steve. Oh, my God. Yeah, I guess yeah. it would. Yeah. Dude, that's like a flight. That's like a return <laughs> flight to like somewhere really fancy. <laughs> that's like, oh, my God. Oh, and by that- the way, those are shitty seats. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> those are shitty no, seats. No, you're not even coming close to the ice. Oh, my God. Nylander's going to be down there and be like, is that him? I can kind of see his jersey. Bring binoculars. <laughs> Forget them at home. Have to buy $50 binoculars from the vendor. <sighs> Sometimes it makes me emotional when I think about it. What it would be like to see a Leafs team that was really good and in the cup final. You ever just think about it like something you know will never happen? Just like, <sighs> You just dream about it. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. And then you go back to your life. <laughs> and then you go back to whatever you were doing. Then you go back to traffic in Whitby before this... you get to traffic in Scarborough. Do you want to talk about your commute downtown? No, I don't. Okay, I don't want to bring down the bring down the Good. mood. No, no, because I realize it's not interesting. Um, this <laughs> How many Saturday. times can I be like, oh, I was bad. <laughs> you should live downtown, Steve. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. This Saturday, UFC 200. Oh, I'm going to bring up the card here. If you it's very frustrating for me. It's a very stressful time uh, because Wayne Simmons has a charity uh, ball hockey game that day, and I want to go to that and get some interviews. But it's also the day of the Durham Craft Beer Festival, which is one of my favorite days of the year because it's an event that's actually near my house, <laughs> actually in my neighborhood roughly, uh, and there's beer there, and it's really good beer. But it's also UFC 200. Yes. And my buddy wants, well, Nate, wants to host a thing at Young and Eglinton, which is not near Oshawa (laughs) at all. But all these things could be wrapped up before 10 p.m., right? Is that when the card starts? Well, the like, I don't even want to miss the undercard. No, the undercard is so good. Do you have the card in front? Yes, I do. Oh, my God. Okay, so all UFC fans, I'm sorry. Don't worry. We'll, we'll. We'll bring up interesting stuff later. I have some fireworks stories I want to bring up. Diego Sanchez and Joe Lozon are on the prelims. That's probably <laughs> like the, the co-main event or like second or third fight down on most cards. You know? And that's, that's a prelim that's a co- fight. co-main event on most nights. That's so ridiculous. And there's guaranteed blood because Lozon. Uh, Sage Northcutt's fighting in the prelims on Fox Sports 1. That was, that was the pre-prelims, by the way. That's a fight pass prelims. Wow. That's smart though. Yeah. Because they I think they think the future is in Sage Northcutt. Mm-hmm. He's how old is he? Twenty? Oh, he's he's, he's young and young. he's very handsome. Very handsome. <laughs> I mean for now. He looks like <laughs> Oh yeah, before he gets his face cut. In. Yeah, he's he's like Captain America in real life. Yes. Yes. Um <laughs> having him for free, um, you never know. Some people might buy the fights who weren't going to. All right. Um it, and get into UFC. Uh Johnny Hendricks is fighting on the prelims. That's the first fight of the prelims. Johnny. <laughs> um, then we can move on. Didn't to Didn't like, Adam just interview him? I think he did. Did he? That's Big Rig, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Adam cool. just spoke to him. Interesting. Yeah. And then we have, um, on if we go to the main card, we got Cain Vel- Velasquez and Travis Brown, which could be headlining anything. 
I think you know what? That's a great. That's a big break for Travis Brown. I think he's also going to get stomped. But yeah, I was going to say. Do you think? Because well, Kane, Kane's probably going to. Kane's missed a lot of time though. So was Travis because he's been doing other ventures as well, right? That's true. I bet Kane stomps him. Hmm, okay, yeah. and then Jose Aldo, Frankie Edgar. Uh, 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 that's like a premium headline fight. <laughs> yes. That's like, you know, you see some uh, some UFCs, some headlines, you go, eh, I could miss that one. Yeah. This is one of those can't-miss headlines, and it's not the headline. Although fighting any time is a must-watch. Even Edgar, man. Yeah. I mean, he's not the same name as Aldo, but like that's that's going to be yeah. a very good fight. Um, Edgar's getting up there in age as well. Yeah. Um, and then your third fight down is Misha Tate and Amanda Nunez. That's Misha Tate's first title defense mm-hmm. in the UFC. Um, Unbelievable. I'm, su- I'm surprised they didn't go with the rematch. Tate Holm? Versali, yeah. I'm wondering what the thought process is there. Is it too soon? <sighs> well, because do you just limit the women's division to three fighters? Yeah. Because that's basically what it is. There's Rousey, who we don't know when we're ever going to hear from her again. We don't know if she's going to just turn or to a if, movie star, yeah. If, I mean... When you think about it, you want to take traumatic blows to the head or you want to make millions of dollars doing something else? Yeah. You should probably do that. Uh, <laughs> like, no, like, I mean, as a sport fan, I want her to continue fighting. But That's a good point. Logically, mm-hmm. <laughs> logically, fighting is never a good idea. No. <laughs> Just as never. a career in general, probably not. Unless you're really good at it. That's yeah. the only- <laughs> even uh, then. <laughs> even then, still not a great idea to do it for long. No. Um, so, yeah, it's her, Tate, and Holm. Mm-hmm. They're just going to be the Kopitar, Taves, Bergeron, Selkie Trophy race, and then Cyborg. If Cyborg ever comes down to the weight I don't class, they'll ever let her. No, dude. Okay, people were. Did you? Oh yeah, we were. We watched that fight together. Her first fight. Yes, yes, we did. That was a an appropriate stoppage, right? Oh, 100%. She was going to kill the girl. So many people were like, oh man, early stop it. Okay. She was a little bit dead. Yeah. If they stopped it like regular stoppage, she would have been regular dead. <laughs> like that's. It was, it was done. And that woman, I don't even remember her name, but like tough as nails for wanting to continue, but mm-hmm. she, she was going to get killed. Also, I don't, I don't. I don't want to bring this up, but Cyborg's probably had a few steroids in her body in her day. UFC is interesting because I feel like they're all <laughs> on steroids. At one point or currently? Like, At, I don't think McGregor's roiding up right now no, or anything but like, like that. Wasn't there some shenanigans with Lesnar where he is not technically on them now? Yes. So, But he... Yeah, sorry. So they they're since the deal was done so late, they you're supposed to be tested the last. It might be six months or a year. I think pri- it's four months. Four months prior to your fight. Yeah. Since Lesnar's just coming in all all loosey goosey, they're like, "Hey, we'll waive that for you. So <laughs> we'll start testing you after we sign this contract, not so, the four months prior, like a month." Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come oh. on. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's so ridiculous. I, You know, oh yeah, so you had a quote from Lesnar that yeah. made you think he was going to win. Yeah, so... Because I think Hunt's going to win. I'll the, take that money. They asked him to like contextualize his fight, and he said, I, I can swear here, it's radio portion, yeah. non-radio portion. He said, I don't really give a shit. 
I don't sit up at night and wonder, is my drawing power going to hurt? Or are my WWE fans going to tune in and watch me do this? I don't give two shits about that. This is about me. I want to get in there and be an athlete again. That's what it's about. So that was his comment on his WWE marketability. And I think that's a sign that... Hey, he's like this isn't a one-off. This is this is fucking serious for Lesnar. This he, isn't a joke anymore. He's gonna keep doing it. I think so. I because he's saying straight up, he doesn't give a shit about the WWE. He doesn't care if he doesn't go back. This is this is his game right the now. The heavyweight division is in deep shit. <laughs> That's the case. <laughs> he might kick Mark Cunt's ass. You know. <sighs> Maybe I'm looking into one quote too much. You know. <laughs> See, okay, Mark Hunt's punching power mm. is no joke Mm-mm. and lesnar is known for not being able to really take a punch in training he doesn't like it like i mean not that anyone does but he gets frustrated interesting um, yeah that was i heard that on i think it was fighter and the kid with brandon Shaw. yeah yeah great podcast great podcast if you like ufc um that's if you don't like getting punched and you're in there with Mark Hunt, I think you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> it's going to be a bad time. It's going to be a bad time. I watched that episode yesterday for some reason. Um, if they can, if Lesnar can draw it out, make it about conditioning, mm-hmm. um, then maybe Mark Hunt has a bad time. If he takes Mark Hunt to the ground, Mark Hunt is going to have a bad time. <laughs> Lesnar's forearms will swallow him whole. It's a very and that's Mark Hunt. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very interesting fight. That's fascinating. And we haven't even gotten... That's not even... That's not even... That's okay. That's the best card ever now. Who you got? Oh. John Jones. Oh. Daniel Cormier. I don't think you can miss as much time as John Jones has. Don't say it. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to say it, man. <laughs> Who did Cormier fight last? Mm. I'm to remember. So you don't even know. Oh, fuck. I don't know off the top of my head now. Because that St. Prue guy, or pro, Jones didn't really kick his ass. That wasn't an overly convincing fight, man. And that should have been easier than it was. I don't have his last fight here. Do-do-do. And he, he also didn't beat the shit out of Cormier last time. Alexander too. Gustafson. I mean that's a good win. Yeah, that was his uh, that was title defense. Yeah. Damn. Five round decision. It was a split decision. Well, that's not a fight. good win then. Yeah. I think Jones' decision. Jones, okay. Because you made me <laughs> use my brain. Um, I'm going with John Jones in a knockout. You think? I don't think this fight gets finished. No? No. Mm. I feel like they're both tough. I think Jones has too much to prove. To get knocked out? He won't let himself get knocked out? And I think he wants to put on a show. To be like, I'm fucking back. I'm John Jones. See, but that, it's fighting though. If yeah. He makes a mistake. <laughs> yeah, it's fighting. That's so true. Fighters that, who put on a show get fucked up. That's, that's Rousey. That's, See, I'm going to stand up with home. Well, see, I remember, I, I don't remember who I heard say it. It was obviously one of Brandon Schaub or Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> basically, she got tagged very early in the fight and basically just 
fight plan out the window. Like, I don't think it was a matter of she was trying to stand up with Holly Holm. Yeah. It was just she kind of did. Okay, okay. That was about it. And went running at her by the end of the fight. Because <laughs> she had no... That was sad. Yeah. That was... It that was made, also kind of cool. <laughs> it's seeing it opened the division right up. It was seeing somebody who was superhuman get brought brought back down to earth. I was uh, screaming about it with Sasky one day, who is an unbeknownst is she, to me UFC fan. Is she a UFC fan? A little, a little bit. We should start a little UFC thing. We should. Okay, well, we were yelling about like, okay, let's assume she beats Holly Holm. Okay. Okay. What are we waiting on? We're waiting on what? We're waiting on either Rousey Tate three. That at that point we assume she wins because mm-hmm. remember she hasn't suffered a knockout at that point. Um, Rousey Zingano too, maybe, maybe, or a super fight Rousey Cyborg, mm-hmm. and she retires. Like that's what we were looking at. So this makes things a lot more interesting. Makes it a lot more interesting. It okay. makes it sad if she leaves. Yeah, that'll be that'll suck. Yeah, that'll suck. Um, what a run! You have fireworks stories before we have to wrap things up. Yes, America Day and Canada Day have both passed. <laughs> America Day, but I, I just saw some things and I thought you would like these stories. I don't know if I've ever told them. Okay, please stop me if I have. Okay, okay. Um, let's go to. I've been dating SL for like two or three weeks. Okay, okay. we're Her, traveling back in time. No, it's about a month. It's Victoria Day in Canada. So what's that in the States? Veterans Day? Memorial yes. Day? One or the other. One or the other. Something. One of those ones. Say, yeah, I don't want to say the wrong thing. One of those ones. <laughs> I think it's Memorial Day. I don't know. Um, and we're firing off um, fireworks in a park nearby where I live in Scarborough. Had to burp. And um, so a few of my friends are arriving late because... Some of us partook in some of that underage drinking at the time. I was 19. I had just turned 19. But a few of my friends, not so much. So they they, they had partook. Uh, so we're like close to running out of fireworks before they arrive. Okay. So I'm like, okay, you know what? We got to still have fireworks going on when these guys get here. So we go across the street. For those of you who can picture the neighborhood, we go to Sugar Plaza in East Scarborough. We, we went to the Sugar convenience store. Um... To buy fireworks, and I bought thirty dollars worth of fireworks when I was nineteen. That was so much money. That's your life savings. Life savings. <laughs> and for some reason, the only people that went to the store were me and my friend's little sister. Not all my buddies who were over in the park, hmm. which would have been great. Yeah, it was just me and my friend's little sister, and we're just talking. When I go to buy the fireworks. And we go to walk back, and if you can picture the neighborhood, if you're from there, go walking by the KFC. <laughs> I'm trying to paint a picture here, okay? So we're walking out of the plaza. There's a KFC at the end of it, and it's dark because it's night. And behind me, as I'm holding my little sh- my my little plastic bag of fireworks, I just hear drop it, and I go, ah, oh, that's not good. What? I turn around. There's 20 dudes. With uh, bandanas covering their face. This is a movie. <laughs> I just what? This is in East Scarborough. East Scarborough. It made the news. It oh made wow! The, it made the news. Drop it. And I had never been mugged before, so I just kind of I looked at them all and I was like, so I'm eyeing them up and down, right? And even though they're wearing bandanas, I'm looking at a few of you, like, or a few of them, like you, fucking. 
I went to high school with you, <laughs> asshole. I graduated less than a year ago. You're not some tough you mugger. St- and no, and they were like 16. Because I was like, okay, what grade were they? Went? And that's why I wasn't that scared because I'm like, okay, you're all. I know there's like 20 of you, but like you're 16. Like you guys are idiots. I know who you are. Fuck off. So I, <laughs> Fuck I, off. No, I didn't say any of those things. What I instead said was, and I don't know why this was what I decided to come up with. I just went, no. <laughs> and so I turned around and I just kept walking. Oh, I'm right no. by the road. I'm right by Lawrence road. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, well visible. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm probably fine. Right. All of a sudden behind me, I hear, I'm like, Oh, what the fuck is that? That one of them, one of these motherfuckers runs out of the, their pack with a Roman candle lit. And he just starts lighting me the fuck up. No. Just shooting at me to get me to drop the fireworks. Because Are I you guess, running at this point? Well, I'm trying to dodge. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, not standing still. Yeah. And so, I don't know, my instincts just kicked in and I tried to, I tried to punch the guy. I ran at the guy and he goes, are you stupid? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and I was trying to punch the guy and I'm getting close to him. But like, I mean, he's obviously trying to dodge me now too. Uh-huh. He's holding it in his right hand, just fucking clobbers me right um, on my left temple. Oh, no. So close to my eye. It singed my eyebrows. It singed my hair. I had like a semi- Oh, God. I went and got my hair cut two weeks later, and uh, like mid-haircut, the guy's like, what the fuck happened to your head, man? At Jingles, by the way, if you're from the neighborhood. He's like, what the fuck happened to your head? I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, about that. Yeah. <laughs> so at at that, uh, after that, I turned around. So you're fighting off a guy with a Roman candle. So stupid. With a bag of fireworks in your in your hand. So stupid. <laughs> um, and well, it's not like they were lit. But imagine, oh, imagine fuck. he goes for your fireworks. Oh, fuck. And he lights them, and you explode, and you catch on fire. It's a whole different story. Wow, I hadn't actually thought of that angle. That's the first thing that came to my mind when you said somebody lit something. I'm like, oh. is he gonna go for your fireworks? Shit, I didn't even think of that's that. That's death. Fuck, I didn't even... That was... Wow. That would have been real bad. You lose a hand there. Well, Anyways. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, lights me up. And I I know there's only like a certain amount of rounds in a Roman candle. So, just... I turn around. So, two or three into my back. And then, all of a sudden, the... All of a sudden, all that stops. And I don't know why I did this, but it was one of the most badass moments of my life. So, I have my back to them. I'm the most hopping mad I've ever fucking been. My jacket is literally smoking and on fire. And I just turned around and went, Motherfuckers, get the fuck out of here! Like, I just screamed at them as loud as I could. And they all, they took off. Oh, wow. They actually, they took off. That's that bear thing where it's like, look larger than the bear. In the bear. Like, oh, yeah. I just, oh, I was so mad. So mad. Oh, my God. And I just, and I went back across the road and they're like, hey, we heard you screaming. What happened there? I was like, you didn't fucking see that. You didn't fucking see the fireworks. Oh, wow. dicks. So, uh, I go home that night. And I'm, my dad gets up early for work. So I'm like, okay, this is bad news. So I just write a note and I leave it in the bathroom because obviously he's going to go there first. I just go, wake me up before you go to work. I have something to tell you. Wake me up before, before you, you go, go. go. Sorry. Um, and I think I left my jacket in the bathroom too, which at this point is just a zipper. 
Like, because <laughs> it's been burned to smithereens. It's been burned. Um, and uh, the reason I did that, by the way, guys, and I think a lot of people listening will sympathize, I just wanted to go to bed. And if my dad found out, it would have been us driving around the neighborhood with baseball bats yeah. and hockey, literally baseball bats and hockey sticks. <laughs> trying to I know that feeling, yeah. And I'm just like, <sighs> no, no thanks. But anyway... So we get up early and we see the story on, I think it was on city TV about these kids having Roman candle wars with each other. And I thought it was them, but it was, it was in a different neighborhood of Scarborough further West. And so I, I, we emailed them and I go, Hey, I sent them like pictures of my face, my jacket. I go, yeah, these guys tried to mug me with fireworks. And so they actually came and I was on the news. Oh wow. In (laughs) late May, 2007. I think you can still find the story. Okay. Um, but I can't find the video and the interview was so stupid. I was like, fireworks are fun. Stupid people aren't. (laughs) (laughs) PSA from Steve Glenn. Two years later. Two or three years later, I'm walking with my buddy down, okay. down the street. Sand Street? No. No, no, no. no. This is uh, <laughs> like Metavale or something like that. We're going home from Amigos, which is the bar that we basically kept open while we were in university. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this car rolls up next to us. The windows roll down. We see hands stick out of the window. And I'm like, yo, this is bad. They're about to light you up. Funny you should say that, Jesse, because here's what we hear. Get lit up! <laughs> You're in a biggie drive-thru. Fucking two guys. They lit us up with Roman candles. They did a Roman candle no. drive-by. Again, burn my foot, burn my butt. Like, fuck, they hurt, man. Oh, yeah, it's fire. You hit with a Roman candle? No, but it's fire. It's fire. It is fire. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. The impact doesn't hurt. The burning hurts. Yeah. So we get, we get, we got lit up. <laughs> we, we got fucking drive by. You were in a drive by like Tupac. Yeah. Yeah. And well, nah. and that's, that's how I describe oh, no, the Tupac part of Scarborough. Tupac in the studio. Biggie. Sorry. I had to get that right. Mm. The, the, that's how I describe the part of Scarborough I grew up in. It was rough enough that I was involved in a mugging and a drive by. It's nice enough that they were fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> and not guns. Oh my God. You know? Oh yeah. So anyway. Fuck, man. My, my buddy who I was with, who we got lit up together. We, <laughs> shit, Which I could mean I, a whole different thing. I know. I know you got to go to work. I'll try to uh, yeah, we're be, gonna, be quicker we're with these. But um, he, his dad was a cop. Okay. But this was during G20. Mm. So his dad is overwrought. Um, oh, so this isn't that long ago. If it's two no, years after, yeah, no. G twenty wasn't like too long. Yeah, no, no, no. And and so is you know the cops. They basically don't let them sleep during events like those, which is not a good way to run things. I don't think because I feel like you want cops to be. It's like doctors when they run them on like three hour shifts in the emergency room. Yeah, I kind of want my doctors to be well rested. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> we call him up like drunk, you know, telling him what happened. I don't know why we did that. Because you're drunk. I think, oh, we wanted a ride home, I think. (laughs) (laughs) We weren't even that far away. It was the stupidest thing. (laughs) But we're like, oh, fuck, man, my foot. So anyway, he just tears a strip off my friend. Basically, because he's like, these are like the four hours I get to sleep and you call me with this shit. And we were like, oh, okay, it was... Mm. hung up so we ended up we called the non-emergency line for the police (laughs) so we got a ride home in the back of a cop car but (laughs) really but I was such a 
<laughs> I was such an idiot that I was putting my hands behind my back on purpose in the back of a cop car <laughs> to see what it was like. And I'm like, man, this is like not comfortable at all. This is like actually, yeah, this is like a really tight space. And the cop, <laughs> the cop in the front seat just goes, yeah, uh, it's uh, for bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> was that the first time you ever rode in the back of a cop car? First and only, first thank and God. Last, yeah. Yeah, first and only, thank God. No, I uh, I only I got a talking to from the cops one time when I was in uh, grade eight, mm-hmm. but it was that's that's a whole another story. Basically, okay, I'll be real quick okay, with this okay. one. <laughs> These six kids who were in grade ten and in the local high school came to my elementary school to beat up an eighth grader. Oh no! And they just showed up in the middle of a yard, and we see them surround our friend, and yeah. we're all like, "Well, there's like thirty of us." So, <laughs> We just, so we, we just beat up all these crates. Uh, nice. <laughs> That's what oh you're God, saying. You fuck doing? you if you're coming to elementary school you to idiots. beat up a little kid. One more fireworks story. <laughs> okay. And this is why. Like, Did you get as, lit up again? Well, no. As the years passed, by? I couldn't get too mad at those kids. Well, I mean, they tried to hurt me. Mm. So that's different. That's fucked up. But in grade seven. <laughs> We came up with the idea. We're like, let's have a Roman candle fight. And so we basically played laser tag with Roman candles. What is wrong with you people in Scarborough? And so the next year, it was either the next year in grade eight or like it was like a Victoria Day, Canada Day gap sort Mm -hmm. of thing, a couple months. Um, We decided to next level it. Uh, It was me and my buddy Jose. And girls hung out with us. God knows why. (laughs) Because um, you're idiots. And, well, and we would like give them rides places on our bike handles. Oh, well, there you go. Because, you know, bikes. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> like we, an NERD video. We came up with the brilliant idea <laughs> to have to ride our bikes and have, <laughs> have the girls hold the Roman candles. Oh. My and God. we basically. <laughs> We basically jousted. <laughs> oh my god! You guys are idiots. <laughs> Who gave you fire to play with? I don't know. Man. And joust I with? No, I don't know. But the poor girl who was on my bike handles, her name was Nooper, ended well. She <laughs> right in the middle of her forehead too. Oh. She got. <laughs> And obviously we stopped playing then, but it it bounced right off again. Another bullet dodged. Like luckily nothing happened. I guess what I'm trying to say is you are so close to play death. Fireworks, you idiots! Oh my god! Forget death. Like I could have lost an eye. Nuber could have lost an eye. Any my buddy Jose could have lost an eye. Who knows? He might have any of the now. girls on the bike, and then you get sued because it's your bike and your candles. I assume. Uh. Well, yeah, and those parents are suing you, and you're and your parents get involved, and it's a whole mess, and your entire life has changed. And the guilt of hurting your friend, <laughs> like I mean, or getting your friend hurt, or putting them in a dumb situation, um, or you mugged someone, you know? Oh, that was the other thing. We so we obviously tell the police. We're like, so these guys tried to mug us, but they couldn't get the guy because I didn't know who the guy was who lit me up. Mm-hmm. I could only point out a few of the other people who were there, they were like, well, did they just stand there? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, well, we can't do anything. <laughs> and the worst we could do is ask them who it was and they're yeah. not going to tell us. I, was like, I yeah. feel like police don't want to get involved in these little kid squabbles. Mm. You know? Mm. It feels like a parenting thing. Well, yeah, but like there's also... Cops... There's also... Like they can't just be like, you were there. You're arrested. Yeah. 
Like, you know, so there, I think they've been through enough experiences where they go, okay, so here's how this is going to end. And it's going to end with nothing. So, so moral of the story. Yes. Steve was an idiot from ages, I don't know, eight to 26. And now you're, now you're okay. Wait a sec. A sec. I was the victim in most of those stories. Now, Steve, you put yourself in these situations. Wow! <laughs> Maybe if you were a little smarter, you wouldn't have gotten yourself almost mugged with Roman candles. Wow! <laughs> I'm just saying, grow up a little, Steve. I wanted to shoot some fireworks <laughs> when I was 19, and instead, grow I'm up. My jacket gubbered. <laughs> uh, I should go oh. pick that jacket up. I think it's still in evidence. Do you still have the burn jacket? No, I think it's in evidence. Oh, in evidence? What? Yeah. With oh the, wow! With the cops, you get to, probably through. You could pick up evidence. I don't know. I mean, not after nine years. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sure it's gone. Yeah, but uh, I gotta have pictures of that somewhere. I should ask SL. Oh man, the camera! I hope the camera was recording that whole story. I, it, I think it just turned. It probably mixed like last minute or so. It's okay. Oh my god! Yeah. So, anyways, anyway, the reason I told the stories one, they're kind of funny. <laughs> oh my god! Two. Uh, yeah, be careful with fireworks, man. Be careful, because I've i used up three of my nine lives. <laughs> um, a little bit more than that, I oh, would say. Those. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, goodness. Scarborough stories. Scarborough stories. And Adam wasn't there for any of those. So okay, I was going to say. didn't matter that he wasn't there. Um, oh, fuck. So we're down to one a week. We are, yeah. So I guess the next one's not till next week. Oh, it's kind of sad. I won't see you for another seven days. I hope you don't get lit up. I, me too. <laughs> me too. Cause now I worry. Cause like Victoria day or Memorial day or whatever you go, well, we'll save them for mm. like the next big firework event. Now there's probably just all these leftover fireworks. Some kid <laughs> in Scarborough is running around with a little too many Roman candles and he might run into Steve Dangle. I hope they just keep it at Roman candles. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, no worse than that. Damn. Damn, Goodness. damn, damn. Growing up. Growing up, man. Crazy things happen. You never had anything like that? Ever? Not with fire, no. Didn't have to be with fire. No, I'm not that dumb. <laughs> I gotta say. I, I, <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> Only the 14-year-old the one was dumb. All right, are we gone? I think we're going. I think I got to go to work. All right, go to work. I can't wait for you to tell Blake how stupid. <laughs> oh, this is the only thing we're going to talk about all day. Do you need me on the radio to talk about it? <sighs> I don't no? Know. no. No, I don't think uh, we're, we're going to do any call-ins today. No call-ins at all? No, it's just Blake Are on our just own. telling me that to get me to No, it's just, it's just no Adam. We usually condense the show. So mm. we just do like... Uh, Easier topics. Adam. You know? He's very integral. He's integral to every part of our lives. <sighs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to go try to not get lit up. Moral of the story. Give it to us. The more you know, what's, what's the ending? The less you don't know. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.